0: Welcome back, I'm Ruben,
1: and this is Nikia.
0: <laughs> We're outnumbered. All right, this is our podcast talking about items from people who have a bunch of children. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, yeah. So previously we talked about uh, the birth of our second child, right? Amar, we talked about the water birth. And everything that led up to it the birth in class, the burrito, which is like the one thing that I love the most is that burrito. Um, and then everything, you know, went on along with that and compared it to, you know, our first child being born and just the difference um, in that whole process, different place, all that. So now we're going to get into our third child, which Nakia is a whole nother experience on a whole nother side of the country. Um, you want to just get into it? Anything you want to say before?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. Going right into it, the transitions from the first one, for those that may not have followed through, you know, our oldest, we started in the birthing center, ended up transferring out to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one started in the birthing center,
0: mm-hmm. finished
1: in the birthing center mm-hmm. uh, with some highs and lows in between both of those and lessons learned and You know, really taking those practices of taking what worked well and applying that and what didn't, you know, letting those things go to going into this story with uh, our youngest. So, yeah, I'm ready.
0: All right. So, again, set the scene. This is September 2018. Oh, I'm
1: rhyming again. Hot fire.
0: Hot fire. What do you mean? In
1: California. Oh, yeah.
0: That's part of it, too. We're, We're now in California. Uh, on the other side of the country,
1: yes,
0: and um, forty weeks, child number three,
1: child number three.
0: Um, anything? I guess specifically before we get into that.
1: Yeah. Prep the prep. Preparation. So, for those that listened to the last video, and if you didn't, please make sure you go back so you can get some more details as to how we kind of arrived at, uh, how I arrived at this point in time of making the decision to have a home birth. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on,
0: because that's the first time we said that. Dun, 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 dun. Home birth. I feel like I should put some like music behind that. Yeah. It's dramatic. Home birth at home. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> home birth at home. Yes. Not in the hospital, not in the birthing center. Correct. But not um, on your own. So go right. ahead and explain that whole...
1: Okay, so from that last time, you know, timing and everything was very crucial as far as the decision to be able to have a home birth with our second. And so this time I was like, okay, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to make sure that we do the research. I already have a number in my mind about how much it would cost to have a home birth that was based on when we were in Maryland. And so after finding out that uh, we were pregnant again, or that I was pregnant again, I immediately started looking for birthing centers and because you know that's what we had before and then home birthing opportunities and really what made me push through with home birthing is because a lot of the birthing centers one some someone was far and then just the environment or the vibe didn't really sync with me well and when i came upon the the midwives that we did select it was a great connection. I felt a a great uh, energy about being with them and just the plans and going forward because I did not do more than half, majority of the stuff from our first two, like going in and getting an ultrasound at like eight weeks or something like that. We waited a long time because it was like, okay, I know my body. I know that I'm pregnant. I know that you know I have to take care of myself and all of these different things. And it was more so... Hey, uh, we just need to check in and say, is this gonna work? I'd like to, you know, work with you and see what it would take in order to be able to do a home birth, and with that in place, like once we, once I went and checked them out, I was like, yeah, let's do this, and. Just insight and preparation, something that really helped us in planning for the home birth was using our HSA to put away funds to take care of uh, payments to go towards the home birth. The-
0: so I think we should kind of back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, because it's in two different states. Yeah. California um, allows home births. Right. So then insurance can be um, used for home births.
1: Partially correct.
0: Partially, right? Mhm. Uh, so that's one thing I think we should just clarify. There's a difference in uh laws in these two different places. Right. Um and the mid it was a midwife but then she, there was a guy in college, right? No, 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 obstetrician. Yep. So the head of the um practice.
1: Yeah. And Is her partner OBGYN? was yep. a
0: midwife and a OB OBGYN. Just right. background, okay? And you were saying the HSA was used to pay for um some of the expenses.
1: Because Correct.
0: before we didn't have an HSA. Correct. And then in California we did have an HSA. So that Correct. kind of is all kind of backstory. Mm-hmm. Um so uh the place is called Abiding Grace.
1: Yeah.
0: It wasn't too far from us.
1: Correct.
0: Um what else do you remember about that interaction? I guess that first kind of uh setup in those first meetings and that initial kind of early Pregnancy, like that relationship with them. that How was that?
1: Just the the belief that given the correct environment and the space to do what it is that you need to do, that your body will do what it needs to do. And I valued that a whole lot versus, you know, lots of interventions and other things like that when they may not be necessary. And so I really enjoyed how they really called upon what it was that I was feeling, what it was that I wanted to do, what direction I believe I needed to take things, and providing support along the way. And that pretty much from the beginning all the way through throughout to the end was the same thing. How was I feeling, you know, what it is that I needed to do and how they could support and making me comfortable and making sure that overall the pregnancy and the birth turned out, you know, in a great way. And that really is what it boils down for midwives and just some history too. My my great-grandmother was a midwife. She birthed majority of helped birth majority of my grandma's children, my aunts and uncles. And with that just having that knowledge too that even before all of the medical in- interventions and other things like that that we were we've been doing this for a very long time. So it's not like it's something new. So it was something that was really rewarding to be able to make a decision and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is something that I I feel as though I can do and should do and will do.
0: All right. Yeah. And I think part of that is um, that, yeah, it's been done for a long time, but then also they can use techniques and technology. That have been used a long time even in the current era. Oh yeah. To put all that together into something that's safe because I think when people hear home birth they immediately think of they go to the fear part of it. Right. Um and then that's that that small percentage, you know, you don't have an at-risk pregnancy. Right. Um those are all things that they check on to make sure um that it's not going to be an issue. And then and that one, too, they still had rights at that hospital, right? Yep. Because they were right across the street from a hospital. Yep. Um, and it's not as if they're not checking on the baby and, you know. Um...
1: Yeah, it's not neglecting you in always, but it's really, there was a practice before, you know, Western medicine. And believing that that works, right? And if you need to have other tools or other interventions, then use as needed, but not right off the bat.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's not an, a disease. You don't have a, you're not sick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's something your body goes through. So that whole perspective is, um, it's kind of how you see the, like juxtaposition, like the difference between the first child yep. and the third child. Right. Yep. Um, even though the first child wasn't planned to be in a hospital, that whole process, um, to now home birth, Yeah. you're doing checkups you every... How often were we going?
1: Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> every like, month,
0: maybe?
1: Yeah, like... Maybe you just drop tomorrow. in. Yeah, because it wasn't even... That's what I said. I didn't get any... Did I, I think I got one ultrasound.
0: We got one, that I remember that first time.
1: Yeah, to do the...
0: Just she was like, do you, because the ultrasound that was the picture, she's like, you just want, to... you guys want a picture? Yeah.
1: Because
0: we have a tradition of when we announce the um, the pregnancy, then we have, like, the ultrasound and we paste our pictures on the ultrasound. Uh, yeah. And we've done it for every single child. And um, for Lee, our oldest, it was just me and Nakia's face. And then for our second child, it was me, Nakia, and Lee's face on it. And then
1: Looking at the ultrasound. Looking at the picture. ultrasound.
0: And then for the third one, it was, you know, um, Nakia, me, Lee, and Amar. And so um that's why I think that's why one of the reasons we why we it. got it. Yeah, because other than that. Yeah, we couldn't for like tell the gender or anything like that. Because obviously, just bring it back, we weren't going to find out the gender.
1: Again. Yes.
0: <laughs> Again. So um just bringing it back because I think I lost my place. But it's
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being So not having a lot of equipment, they still had some things, you know, to use, but the very minimal. So we're just talking about it not being a disease, being in the checkups, how often we would go. And mm-hmm. so when we went, that was like one thing. And then after that, I pretty much just went in to take naps because it was checking in. I didn't have any complications. Like I didn't have any swelling on my feet. I didn't have any issues, really questions about the birth. I've gone through two now and I didn't really have a lot of questions. I continued doing a lot of research and it was just us getting to know each other. How am I feeling? You know, check-ins, weight check-ins. Um, if there's any issues that they're there to be able to a- ask my question, answer my questions. But really... Th- that it wasn't eventful meetups, you know. Yeah. It was really just like having conversations, like we're talking right now, and just connecting. And you know, what do you see happening? You know,
0: your emotional state. Yeah. Uh, checking.
1: And then documentation wise, as we went along, what are some of the documents that you need? And then you know, preparation for materials for being in a home birth and other things like that.
0: Yeah. So question. Yep. Yeah. Um, would you have done this or is the reason why you um were so interested in that is because you already had two children? For example, if this was your first pregnancy, would you have been as comfortable? Or is it because you had that experience twice that you kinda are already familiar with your body? Because the first time you don't really know you you've never felt those feelings it was your first time experiencing
1: Correct. it. Correct. How I was, that affected? I was interested in it. I think, I think if I had did the same level of research, like meaning knowing about the payment and other things like that, I think I would have went with it for the first one too. Right? Is that your question?
0: Um, I guess it's more so not the research, but just...
1: The feeling? I remember with leave, with having a water birth, I thought I was all in. I thought I, I was good. So... I don't think it's a matter of like the fear aspect of having a home birth like um
0: no I mean like just in general being comfortable with the whole process um over yeah. time because you know we talk about the trend of the different births um that's all I just want to see was there a difference in your um opinion over time at a certain yeah. like you know it's like you like, you
1: get the flow I yeah, know what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. I got so, this so to distinguish between the two, I think if I knew it was an option in the beginning to just like a water birth or being in the birth center, I would have done that. Now has my confidence increased from having the two? Of course, because now, you know, where certain things that I've done before that didn't work out, like dehydration, we knew that that was an issue. Like I'm not going to run into being dehydrated again. And so I learned from those things and then learning about the body and working on my breathing and other things like that that were successful in my other ones. It's just like business. What what worked well? What didn't work well? Right. And applying those things and making sure that I'm in the best space to be able to um, perform. And so, yeah, I believe that having the three, the two before definitely helped in preparing my mind and body and spirit to go through this experience.
0: Yeah, because I think that you touch on that dehydration part. Mm-hmm. Um, if that would have happened with the home birth, it would have been a different experience altogether. Yeah. So I think, yeah, inevitably, it's not like you can't separate your um, your knowledge from the previous um, two births from yeah. when you had the third one. So it's probably all wrapped up in there yeah. together as your general mentality going into the third one. Uh, so we're in California... You planning to have a home birth. It's hot in Sacramento. It's very hot. I should say um, it gets in the summer. I mean, it gets 110
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes. And this was our first summer. you
1: just getting used to it.
0: Our first summer in Sacramento because we had gotten there like the summer before. But this was like our first full summer. So you're pregnant in the summer. It's hot. Yep. 40 weeks um let's get into the actual delivery
1: yep so got up early that morning it was a so it was more on a thursday
0: so again this is you are
1: full term <laughs> full term
0: 40 weeks
1: day after and one day
0: one day after
1: one day after so i'm i'm consistent on it. i make 40 weeks the kids
0: yes. love to stay in the womb a little yes. extra. A little <laughs> extra. Um. So 40 weeks, the day after, what are you feeling?
1: I start to feel a lot of pressure down below. Right? And I'm trying to remember, man. I, yeah, I started, I like woke up from bed. Like, okay, time to get up. Because before that... <clears throat> Been getting up every morning and walking, right to just make sure that my hips and everything stayed loose. And I felt a lot of pressure, and I was like, "Okay, um, maybe this is, maybe this is it. Something's getting ready to happen." And the cool thing about it, Jazz was there. Oh my goodness, Zoe's pregnancy. Jazz was there. And Cliff was here. Cliff was here. And yeah, because I don't think I hadn't eaten anything yet. And man, y'all felt like, man, this is the last one. That was the last one. This was the last one. It was less than two years ago. Yes. And <laughs> mine right now is just going well. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, so I think I remember it being, there being like a false start in there.
1: Yeah, that definitely was. So it Maybe was... that was the
0: day before where it was like, uh, I think it's happening. Cause I remember like, I think it was the week before. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Cause I feel like there was a time before when, cause I related to like calling off of work. Like, hey, I think she's gonna have the baby today. Yeah, she's and going. then
1: you worked the whole day.
0: Um, you, you didn't have day the baby,
1: yeah. But you had it later on. It was still within the same day.
0: No, I think it was the day before. There was a, there oh, was another day. I, was this light.
1: is I remember now. I got sick.
0: Yeah, it was. I light. got okay.
1: sick. So okay, so yeah, it was a week before. Yeah, there we go. That, there was something I was like, oh, am I gonna come early? It was the thought that I was gonna come early, and. I was sick like I had fever and like um, heated up chills and other things like that because I was talking with my um, uh, midwife and just going through I was like yeah I think it might be now I'm feeling it but then it was like oh I'm not feeling good I'm not feeling too well you know and we were like yeah the baby's probably not gonna come while you're not feeling well because that would just be horrible yeah. And I didn't rest it up and got better. That's definitely what happened. I remember okay. it now like yeah, I yeah. I wasn't feeling well and was tired, exhausted and hot and just like my body overheated and just needed to rest and so I took some rest and took some rest like it was medicine. Yeah, I took some rest and Then following up that following week, right, the day of getting up early, because Ruben normally gets up early because he's working early anyway. And so I'm up and starting to feel some pressure, right, consistent pressure. Mm. And um, I think I tell him, trying to think, I was like, oh, either I'm going to go take a walk because I think jazz – went with me they were like check it out go take a walk or something to see um what's happening i'm trying to think if my water broke then because it did this time it broke too
0: Mm. okay so for a home birth (laughs) Let's get back to this. Preparation. Preparation. Where did you plan on giving birth? How um, did you plan on giving? In our
1: birth? room. Okay, so the thing about the home birth was like what you had access to. Wherever you were going to be, like wherever you should give birth is, like where you're going to stay, where you're going to sleep and other things like that so you don't like have to go from one room to the next, right? So we did it in our bedroom and had everything prepped up like the tarp, the plastic tarp that she used for like when you paint to cover the mattress and everything, sheets. Yeah. Um, Ruben actually, uh, he didn't do that until, like, when I was, like, really active labor. Like, we had been going through some sessions or some parts, right? I
0: I think I remember putting, like, a tarp on the bed, maybe under the sheets.
1: Yep, under the sheets. You put that on there first. That was And then the cover that we, the red cover that we didn't mind getting messed up with. Yeah. We had that already prepped and ready to go. Yeah, and then we had the whole area of like all of the supplies. So that's another big thing for the yeah, birth yeah, of right. all the supplies that you purchase, right? Like the gloves that the doctor uses, the thermometer. So everything is like, you know, in the hospital they have all these pieces that they reuse over and over again. A lot of the things. Not. Like certain... some of the two, no, you that. know what I mean? Like certain things they cleanse and they put in there, right? They cleaners they use certain things like that over and over again maybe not sharing not (laughs) you get what i mean like thermometers and other stuff like that they have the little the covers yeah Yeah. so a, a lot of those things like thermometers they provided me with a list like you know month or so ago to purchase so you had all of those things from you know cotton swabs to thermometers to you know gloves and
0: uh, all of that stuff it wasn't know, diapers it that was, was a diapers a it, what was it? it was a the,
1: it, it's kind of like a puppy pad basically yeah. right it looks like a puppy pad so you can lay those things down so when you have a birth it'll absorb a lot of the liquids fluids bloods all those good things and those and then like some wonderful herbal remedy for later on helping with the um, vaginal area, heal, healing for the baths and other things like that. And then things for measuring the baby and some other things. All of those were a part of package. So we had all of those things already set up, ready for them. Bucket. Trash bags. I remember bucket. a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> bucket. Bucket. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we had all of those things already set up in the room and so leading back into that came up you thought about that because- i thought about
0: all the supplies because you know amara was in a tub you didn't plan on giving birth in a tub no so it was always planned to be on the bed it just a plan to be well, in the amara. room no for for Zo. oh
1: yeah for Zoe. yep that was true because they asked i thought about you know water You know, getting in tub, but we had a high tub and I I really wasn't feeling the water thing. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I would, because they also could have brought, they have a big tub to do water births in, Mm -hmm. but I just, something for this one, I just didn't feel like it was going to be like a water birth type thing. Okay. And so, yeah, as I progressed along, right, Man, y'all, I'm really trying to figure out this one. I don't remember when my water broke.
0: Um, I don't either. I don't know.
1: It definitely did because that's where it was like, okay, yeah, my, my water broke. Uh-oh. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to come, right? But yeah. then the thing about, again, if your water breaks, it doesn't mean, just like with Amara, that things are going to start speeding up immediately. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like, I, I felt this, I had this, this excitement about it. Cause I was like, oh, okay, now it's getting in, you know, the process we're about to get in, it's about to go like, oh, now it's going to start speeding up. Cause like Amara, well, after my water broke, it did. It was like, okay, everything yeah. started to increase after that time. But this time it wasn't that way. It was just like, okay, that was just one stage. Now you had some cramping other things like that it was like eat enjoy continue to do the rest of your day and I was kind of I think it was a little bit impatient because I was like why aren't things continuing to go yeah and
0: I remember um you starting kind of like the active labor and the, the closer contractions in the morning yeah pretty early in the morning yeah and just knowing the time that Zoe was born that's that's like the whole day, the whole day, basically yeah. till the to the evening is when he was born. Yeah. So, yeah, that was longer than. Is that longer than Amara? Because Amara longer. is really technically like from nine p.m. to like four a.m. Yeah. So, that's not the whole day.
1: Yeah, his was. That's longer. Not even twelve hours. His was longer. I think that was just the prep work. He Zoe took he took his time. He was like, I'm just prepping up. Here you go. I kicked out your bag. There you go. All right. All right. I mean, <laughs> I punched out the bag. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Now I'm just chill for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, well, hey, if you go and walk, and this is how, you know, whether it's a home birth or anywhere else, right? They say, if you go and walk and you're hydrated and your contractions die down, you're not in active labor, mm-hmm. right? And okay. that, so we went- and Jess and I went and walked my my doula. She went with me. She we walked and was like, "Oh, this is nice." Other things like that. And I had pressure, but by the time I'm coming back, it wasn't like a whole lot of pressure. Got and you. so I kind of was like, "Oh man," you know, I was ready to go. The pressure was there. And but you go through those phases, right? Say you have the lightning crotch where you're you're getting a lot of that pressure. And it's kind of a test. It's like it'll go the push, but then it'll come back. So not to it's not just gonna force through, the baby's not just forcing through. It has to do that give and take, like test it out, go back and forth. And so we got back, basically was like eat, you know, eat something. And at first I was like, man, I don't wanna eat something because you know, I'm gonna throw it up anyway, but it was like I needed energy. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm not even sure what I
0: ate. <laughs> just to clarify, all this is happening without the um, the doctor the, being there. Yeah, and we the just called them on there. the phone. They're not there yet. They're kind of still waiting to get there. I'm trying to remember the time that they actually got to the house.
1: Was it around noon?
0: This is funny. It's less than two years ago. We remember so I much know. detail about, like... Lee's and Amara's.
1: I know. I think it's
0: when they talk about like uh the first child gets all the like the pictures and everything yes. like that. It's like even mentally, like they've reserved more space in our mind than like the third child.
1: Yes. But when now when it gets into the act of birth
0: That's that's what like everything from there yeah.
1: from act of birth to you know Ruben and I I had my got my my he got my back. Jazz got my front. Like we're in it. We're doing these exercises. Like, yeah. All of that when we get to that point, and maybe we can just yeah, fast that's track it. get Let's right get into it
0: instead of all the cloudy stuff. The, yeah,
1: because I'm like, uh, what did I, eat? I don't know. What did I so, eat? So yeah, actually getting in once after you know my water had broken, and now it was like okay, pressure is on. This is when I think Ruby was like, okay, y'all, uh, I'm out because Jazz went back to work.
0: Yeah, cause I, I think it related to the, the false start. I think she took off. Yep. The time before. Yep. Until this time, she was like,
1: "No, yeah." <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I don't think this is it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think then she comes back, and then you're actually laboring in our room mm-hmm. in a multitude of positions, like you're yeah. on your back. You're like, what do you would know more than me? What do you remember about that shift? kind of your position in labor? Oh
1: man, so there's this, it's like a go-to squatting position for women birthing. So Ruben was behind me and we did it both ways. We were behind me and I have my arms resting on you doing it that way and then also the other way where i'm facing you and my arms are like either on your knees i'm trying to think or your shoulders and i'm in this squatted position Mm -hmm. and this is actually the babysitter starts to um crown because uh, we have the pads on the floor and the, the um she's sitting and hanging out on the bed just like oh you're doing great you, yeah, you don't Yeah, you don't yeah do she's you just, definitely like y'all are, doing, y'all are doing amazing. <laughs> I'm just, you know, catching up on email. That's the that.
0: funny thing. I think with all the bursts, and I and I don't want to say the first one so much, but I definitely think it's the same thing, that everyone's just kind of like, okay, yeah, you got it. They're just kind of sitting back, checking their phone. Like, yes. you know, they're, they're they not, know that
1: your body is yeah. capable of doing it, especially as you're, you're progressing without any type of complications. Yeah. Right. And you're, it's, this is a normal flow. This is not out of the ordinary yeah and so you know as it's going through the process we're breathing you we've gone through this my is there jazz is hooking us up with you know making sure that i got water to keep me cool because y'all it is hot too keeping cool hydrated she got had a little cup with the straw oh, ready yeah, to yeah. give me some hydrate like we were the team dynamics of what was going on and then uh of course my brother cliff was there with the children all right. Because they're here yeah. in the background and he's taking care of them and going through, you know, breathing, going through those exercises was just like, wow, you know, like we're doing this and things are really picking up. But we're actively here. One, we're in the house like, OK, this is this is it. Uh-huh. And as I think it gets to that point where we do start to crown, I, I'll definitely make this shift. Um, there was a point where it was like, okay, we might need to take a little break, you know, tired of the things like that. We've been going at that. So I had to try a different position and um, it was like, let's check. Um, I think this is the first time, this is the first time that she's actually checked my, my cervix throughout the entire pregnancy. I was like, oh, that's a first. <laughs> Because it was, you know, check from, they do manipulation from the outside, checking the baby to see if it's okay. But never in my vagina did they need to check. Yeah, so it was like, oh, hi, how are you? First time. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but outside of that, it was, um, there was a period of time where I needed to rest. And I remember laying down, they were like, go to sleep. And I was like, go to sleep. You know, how can I sleep while I'm, I'm still going through, I'm in active labor and that my, the contractions are still going. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this, this moment of breathing, you know, and going through the exercises and, um, and actually, yeah, breathing and going through the exercise. Cause there's another point in time where I'm breathing and going through. And they said I was asleep, but I didn't know I was asleep. I was deep in trance of like breathing, but during the time when, I was taking a nap. I overheard in my mind that I thought they were saying something about having to call the hospital. And so this is a point in time where my uh, overly positive mind goes, I can't, you can't think about Lee, right? About transferring out to the hospital as something that is the option right now. You have to think about continuing to breathe, or right? stop ear hustling and think, trying to listen to what they're doing and focus on what you're doing, which is breathing, taking care of yourself, listening, focusing on this baby coming down, right? And coming out and being born, you know, no complications. And so as my mind is going through that, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose to focus on this, focus all of my energy on that and not try to listen to what they're saying while I'm in this sleep state.
0: Yeah, because I don't think they said that. That's that was it. You
1: get so that (laughs) was in my own mind, you know, because time was progressing. It was like, am I making progress? So it's kind of like this was an experience similar to Lee in the sense that you know I was progressing, but I had to take a nap, I had to rest, I had to pull back. Whereas Amara, I didn't have no time to rest or you know to take a break. So I kind of was in an unknown space, and I was like that fear aspect of something going wrong mm-hmm. and just saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow that to stop me from making progress. So it was like, get back on board, focus, keep breathing, other things like that. And basically I think woke back up to, okay, it's time to get back at it. And initially at that point I was on the bed probably on, on, on all four on my knees doing different exercise oh no i remember uh, they had me do this weird position where it was like i was on my side and my arm was backwards my leg was like it was like i was on my side remember remember i'm pregnant i have this big belly i was on my side my leg was crossed over but then my arm was like backwards and it was this interesting position that my midwife had put me in to basically help and allowing the baby to uh, come down. And <laughs> do you remember this?
0: I kind of do remember you being It was like, side. what
1: is this pretzel move? I, when she asked me to get in this move, I was like, don't, do you know that I'm pregnant?
0: It's a wrestling move. This is, a wrestling I don't
1: move. understand what this is. But this position, basically, as I got in it and I was going through the breathing exercises, I ended up falling asleep in this position. Well. I won't say falling asleep. I was in a state of trance of focusing on my breath because it was starting to get challenging with the baby coming out. And I was, at this point, I was like, I think this is the most challenging birth experience of my life because it was both mentally, physically, I said, both mentally and physically challenging because I had... I had to get past the the possibility that it's the third one so it's going to be easy Mm -hmm. It's the third child, so the third one would be easy, but it's like, no, the third one can also be the most challenging. Mm -hmm. And it was, and just going through, it was like, I really had to stay focused. I really had to surrender to the process of giving birth because if I had to try to control every single aspect of, well, see, going through, I need to push or other things like that, it just was too much. So I was just like, you know what? I believe in my body. Right. My, my body knows, my body and my baby, they work together. And this is some of the practice that I learned before of positive affirmations that my body and my my baby work in harmony together and that they'll work through and everything's going to turn out just fine. And going through that, going through that process, it was like, okay, it is time. Going through that process, it's like, it is time to um, get up and start preparing for the baby coming out. So after I got out of that particular position, right, the baby's head did start to crown. I think I was on all four because there was... we. I did so many different positions from being on my back mm-hmm. to squatting to kneeling to mm-hmm. one leg exercises on the bed, like did a lot of different movement. And so you are about to say...
0: So, yeah, I want to go back to when you said and you realized it was most difficult or was more difficult than the others. Was this this was actually at that point or this is retrospectively like looking back? No, no, no. You were like this. When I
1: was in the moment, because I was like, I am tired.
0: So was this at a point where you had progressed further than you did with Lee at the birthing center? Yeah. Okay, so it was like uncharted territory because at the hospital when you got transferred. You got an epidural. So you yep. think that was the difference? Is that you didn't have an epidural? Um, and so it was a whole different experience to that point, and it wasn't as fast as Yeah, Amar.
1: yep. So yep.
0: I think that second child Amara coming out so fast, maybe yep. that set your expectations it on did. like a chart. Like exactly. you're plotting the dots Exactly. On the
1: I was like, ooh, this one's gonna be that's yeah, two before. hours, yeah. Boom, done. We're gonna get it out of the way. And it was be able like, to
0: watch a movie and give birth to a baby. The movie's still going. Yep. Yeah
1: and it, it was not that at all <laughs> it was not that at all so it was just like that uh we talk about what is it anxious to be like come on now like this yeah, is just hurry me up. now hurry up, baby. but it's like nah there were steps yeah. and so much growth that the breathing exercises the patience the Staying focus. Oh, I'm hitting the table. Y'all. <laughs> the focus of not, not rushing towards the end goal. Uh-huh. Truly being present, focusing on what needs to happen now, and that's why I think this birth and preparing me for like how I address life now, and like when I have challenges at work, other things like that. I try my hardest to remember. I've given birth to three children and I don't, you know, in my toe to, you know, other challenges or things like that. Like the mental, the mental and physical strain of giving birth is so much right. And to be able to overcome those and come out with the result of, as a result of, you know, our wonderful love with each other, I've been able to make it through three deliveries and give birth. So the the challenging moment of being right there in it was, okay, this is hard, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. And the midwife, there is something that she said was when you have the, the pain, right? Release into it. And this was a really good reminder because a lot of times when we have pain, we want to, we want to be shielded by it. We want to, Um, fight against it but she was like going to it so it's kind of like the song you know going into the unknown go persevere through it so you can come out and blossom through to the other side Mm -hmm. and so going that we finally get to the final position that i'm in Mm -hmm. right which is on on all four and breathing through and the head starts to come out right
0: uh yeah i mean you are that's what that's what i remember the most is you being off on all fours on the bed after all the labor positions you know
1: Mm -hmm. i
0: think the ball the yoga ball was involved maybe i remember kind of
1: was sitting and rolling on. yeah after all that
0: and all that then we get to the point where yeah you're on the bed you're laboring and yeah that's the position you give birth in um all fours and then yeah the little Head starts coming out a little bit, mm-hmm. see a little hair.
1: And they like, hold on, hold on, breathe, take your time. Again, they're on the awesome coaches, yeah. right? Because, again, it's not really that they're hands-on much. Ruben's there. Again, Jazz is there. And I'm just going through and them talking me through. Because, again, certain positions like this, like I would, I would be like, oh, I didn't really anticipate giving birth this way. Yeah. Right. Like either I was gonna be squatting or, you know, something like that. So hugging the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hugging the tree. Thank you. (laughs) And so baby's head begins to come out and you know, I'm using the breathing with each new contraction that comes because that's the flow when the contraction comes to bear down to allow the baby to come out of the canal. And so baby's coming out. Y'all see the head. You got the y'all got the view. I pooped again.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you definitely pooped before this baby came out. I don't think you didn't poop on the baby.
1: Didn't I? Yeah I did, did You I? did? Didn't it fall? Jess got the video and it like fell fell on the baby's head.
0: I don't know if that's I don't think it fell on Zoe's head. Poop. I don't know. But it was pretty the timing was there. Just, it was
1: sorry, pre warning, but but there's poop. There's always poop. The holes are very close, so come on now.
0: Yeah, you don't a lot yeah. of pushing. Yeah. I imagine. And that's all. Poop muscles, eventually. <laughs> um, but in this one, I remember seeing more clearly, I guess just because of where I was.
1: And my water had already broken.
0: Yes. Yeah. In
1: comparison, so comparison when you caught Lee it being on land. So I, I say Lee is a land baby. Amara is a water baby. And Zoe was a, a land baby too.
0: Yes. Um, that is true. So I do remember, uh, seeing the swirl like, as she's pushing, I remember the doctor telling me, hey, take a look at this. You're going to start to see the baby kind of twist a little bit, like a little spiral as it's coming out. Um, And even though it was the third time, it was still kind of amazing to see this process going on. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's the same thing, but it's still awesome to see this person come out. And so he's twisting and she's pushing, and then she poops. Wipe the poop away.
1: And now hold on, say that. (coughs) Just I want you to give them that visual aid of when you say he's twisting, like you see the head is coming out of my vagina, and when you say twisting, like I mean, you describe that a little bit more. Like it's
0: a spiral, like he's turning as he's coming out. It's not just like a straight motion out.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just
0: like a twisting motion that goes along with as she's pushing. And mm-hmm. so it's not, you know, it's slowly because he's coming out slowly, little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's a slow twisting. And then, you know, it's getting closer and closer and the head's out. And
1: they're like, Hold on, wait. Okay, take a breath. Cause that, it was like, Oh, I know I was shaking my legs and stuff was shaking at that time, got the head through. It was like, oh man, this is this was tough. Yeah. Because again, too. Well, tomorrow I was in water, so a lot of that, the water does help to alleviate some of the pressure. And mm. then, like, air-wise, like, burning, other things like that during water. So it's soothing cool. yeah. also. So I, I'm i all exposed yeah. now. So, yeah.
0: Um. So the head's out, and I remember this being one of the weirdest experiences. Um, baby starts crying with his head out, still in your vagina. You don't remember this?
1: No, I'm probably in a trance. Yeah. I'm focused on breathing and getting this baby
0: out. This baby is crying as his head is just sticking out. It's like he's peeking down his head out like, hello. And he just starts crying. And so she's still delivering with this baby crying in her, trying to push her shoulders out. You don't remember this? Not at all. I was like, this is so weird.
1: (laughs) Not at all. I
0: guess I never pictured, uh, I don't know. When you picture birds, you kind of think of it all one motion like. You know, it slides out.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: slap the baby on the butt. The baby starts crying. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. This was
0: like, all right, heads out. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, you're still pushing, and he's still like, rah. you know, he's still making like grunts and groans because yeah. you're squeezing him. That's a like,
1: and that's the part. A lot of times, where they say with. You know, a vaginal birth, what that is supposed to help with is that it's squeezing out the excess fluid in the baby's lungs and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's giving them that squeeze so when it comes out now we're taking the first breath.
0: Yeah. Just it got all the fluid out
1: of yep. the lungs. So
0: yep. I remember that.
1: He heard us. Look, this is perfect. We're recording right now and Zoe was napping or sleeping and now here he comes, the big boy. Hey, big boy, we're talking about your birth.
0: Here we go. Oh, yeah. not close the squeaky door.
1: <laughs> Where are you
0: use are the that? Squeaky door. All right, the man of the hour, Zozo. How you doing, Zo? Okay, that's how Zozo doing. So yeah, I remember. Zoe's head being out and him crying and that was like that's that's a weird experience. Um so um you're almost there. You're pushing. Do you remember anything specific about the shoulders coming out? Do you remember anything about
1: Yeah, when the I know when I gave birth he had a deep breath, you know, of the shoulders coming out and You know, y'all can see it. I can't see anything. I'm looking down. Mm -hmm. I can't see anything. That one, I actually do push them all the way out, right? That basically, if you can imagine, the baby is behind me. So you have this umbilical cord coming from me and the baby's behind me Mm -hmm. now. And so that whole process of now getting ready to turn over and like to pass me back the baby yeah so it's like okay we're gonna give you back the baby yeah yeah. baby comes back under through my legs to give to me so i can turn around and i'm sobbing i'm sobbing i'm crying i'm tired this is so much work and i was just like okay oh my god uh, this is amazing we did it didn't get stuck Right, didn't have to transfer out to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Persevered, made it through. He's safe. Wow, right? Like, wow, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And then just that process too of like the umbilical cord being that long to the babies behind me to tucking Set it back through. My, yeah,
0: because yeah. I I remember um, catching. Uh, and then it was like, I caught him and then I looked and it was a boy and, um, I was just like, yes, awesome. Look, I don't, I don't know the, any other way to explain this. I don't know an emotion that can kind of get to that. Um, but having the two girls, right. Yep. And then we talked about this in the gender reveal episode. Yep. Uh, and then like the third one. Maybe a girl, but we we all kind of wanted a boy. Yep. Before it to finally pay off, like at that moment Mm -hmm. after the labor, after all that, after seeing this baby, because I've seen this baby cry. Yep. I've stared him in the face. I still don't know it's a boy. Yeah. And then the catch him, and then see it's a boy. Like that, that level of excitement. That's like that's the ultimate gender reveal. I don't know any other way to explain it. Of like, yeah. it, It there's the child right there. And so, yeah, you have to pass them under your legs. Because, man, she's on all fours. So now we have to pass the baby under her legs.
1: And then she rotate She has to sit over. up. Yeah, so yeah. now
0: she's sitting up. And then she's leaning on me. She's crying. I'm crying. It was definitely, like, an awesome experience. And that's what I remember about that moment. Because we have that picture. And I think uh, Jazz, she took the picture. And it's on, she made a Father's Day card.
1: Yeah. For me, it's a
0: picture of you. Uh, me behind you, and then you holding Zoe. Yeah, this little pink baby. Yep. Um, and I mean, in that he moment, browned is, up good though. Yeah, he did brown up a lot, and in that moment, it's just, um, just joy, just like elation, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And, so from there, it wasn't you have the birth. It's not over. Then you have to do it again, right?
1: Yes. Man, this afterbirth this time, which was pretty cool because the, the. First and the second time, I had assistance with the afterbirth. So birth and the placenta. This time, I did it all by myself. They, I was just like, huh? They were like, yeah, just put your hand down there. Mm-hmm. And again, contraction is just like having given birth to Zoe the first time. and But I get to hold it coming out. An amazing experience.
0: So you caught your. I caught
1: so my, my own, own placenta. Evidence, but... Oh my gosh! It was and mind you, I'm still holding Zo. So again. You are. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: you have. I no, mean, not going anywhere.
1: I'm holding Zo, and it was just like, okay, I'm up, and I have my hand there to catch the, you know, catch the football, catch the placenta ball, got, it. and how it balls out, and catching it is just like, wow. This thing here is in my hand. This thing has given life, has Zo's pillow, his protection, his food source, right? Just so much life. And when you look at it, like when we had it, it just looked like a tree of life. It had these strong, beautiful veins in it and just so beautiful and it's connected to him. And this is so awesome because this particular birth we did a lotus birth and for those that don't know what a lotus birth is it basically is where you don't cut the umbilical cord and so a lot of again western practices is to rush to cut the umbilical cord but in a lot of ancient practices the umbilical the placenta in the umbilical cord that was the baby's life force and it takes time for it to finish pulsating all the blood coming from the placenta back to the baby So then people are talking about stem cells and other things like that. Now, when they get all of that blood, right, they they now have that entire reserve for themselves versus it was cut and they didn't get the rest of the blood that was pumped from the placenta to them. And so allowing that process to happen naturally. And then I think it was 10 days after before his uh, umbilical cord naturally dried off and separated from well actually he kicked it off (laughs) um after i took care of it and cleaned it up and i do have video hopefully i can i can find it It was on my other phone but he kicked it off and that was later on so but just back to back to the birth but that whole process of keeping that connected was, I think, such a, an honoring moment because it forces people want to slow down because a lot of times you want to pick the baby up and pass the baby on to this person and pass the baby on to this person and all of this back and forth. And this gave an opportunity to slow that process down so much and you know take the time, be there and... Um, be present and just really in the moment and overall giving thanks for the ability one that I have to be able to be a co-creator of life and bring it into the world and it's just an amazing experience to have um, amazing responsibility to have and to know that I did it like that's one of the most honorable jobs and responsibilities on the planet of giving birth, bringing in new life on earth. And with everything else, I'm doing my best now to remind myself of that more and more throughout each day. And all the other stuff is extra. Um, Because it takes so much with this complex system to be able to create the human, create it, nurture it, and then to actually bring it into the world. So man.
0: Yeah. So you're already home, so there's no hospital to stay in.
1: Yep. Oh, I mean, my on goodness. Bed,
0: but we have all these sheets on the bed. Not sheets.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, so they rolled to reset the bed now. It was because you had prepped the bed. You want to talk about
0: it? I mean, there's a tarp. It was at least one tarp, right, on the
1: bed. So they took the cleanup crew. They, they were awesome. It was like, okay, we got this. Roll it up. Get it done. Yeah. It in the trash. Boom, 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 boom.
0: Yeah, roll up beds back to normal.
1: Beds made up. Now I'm in a, I'm in a clean bed. Cause it was blood too, like juices, everywhere,
0: juices and Betty's.
1: And they cleaned it up, cleaned me up. I went to the bathroom and.
0: Um, yeah, all this is in the comfort of your home. Yeah. And um, you know, the, Zoe, he still gets weighed, they still measure him. You know, they still all do those uh, mm-hmm. those checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, you got a baby now, and you're home. So yeah.
1: and they come back and check on them the days after. Yeah, know, make sure that you and him are doing well, especially you know giving birth at home and the the possible risk of hemorrhaging or any type of additional bleeding after. Uh, they check on that is very important too because the placenta you know think about it, is like the size of my hand if you put your hand in front of your face right or your face it's bigger than the size of that right and. Now there's this scab inside of my body yeah. that's now healing. And so I'm I'm bleeding to finish up getting that out, but I'm still healing and recovering. And the body is regenerating during yeah. this time and repairing so fast, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And like so,
0: shifting back to.
1: Oh, yeah. That drop of, yeah, the belly now, not the baby, not being there and going through that. Process of oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so much
0: yeah so much, but I still think it's a it's an awesome pro- process and I like, um, telling the story because you can see the progression, in the three children yeah and, again I I think, it, it happened like this, um, and I think it wouldn't happen another way because all that experience was rolled up into the next one. The yeah. experience from the previous one to the next one. Yeah. So then when you get to Zelle, it's this specific experience, but it draws from the other two children, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all a part of it. Like it doesn't, you don't just erase what you experienced from the previous child. Even though the birth is different, it's still things you have to pull from to get through. And uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was beautiful. I, I gotta say, it was awesome. And again, to be at home, and so the children are downstairs.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember after some time, maybe it wasn't even that long, but after he had been kind of cleaned up and wrapped up. Yeah. Then they came into the room. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know they still want to. They want to know.
1: Yeah, and they we have him. He's coated up when we say wrapped up. We didn't scrub him down or other things like that. We kept his, uh, coating on and everything, and just.
0: Uh, yeah, just in a blanket. Yep. Yeah. So then they come in and we did this for Amara too. Um, I, I think I took pictures this time, but just that first meeting, because you got to realize this is the first time that these siblings are meeting each other. Yeah. So it's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty special moment. To me, at least, I think it's like a huge moment. Like that first time you meet your brother, that first time you meet your sister yeah. to have it kind of recorded. Yeah. Um, and you know, you they love the baby before you even came out.
1: Yeah.
0: Because they, you know, they love on mommy's belly. We took those pictures
1: mm-hmm. for
0: Zoe. We um, went and did the pregnancy photos where yeah. you have and they're awesome photos. And then we got one blown up. Um and we got a couple already. Um we actually have how many we got? we got like six pictures total. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, they they love this baby anyway, just because they like babies. Mm -hmm. and so now the baby's out and you know children are fascinated by babies um sometimes a little too much but you know just getting used to him and seeing him and like oh wow hey hey that um that love that they have is awesome to see and experience for the first time too so they come upstairs you know they want to see zo and they want to um touch him and all that is just uh it's just awesome an awesome moment so I'm trying to think what else happened after that. I mean, it's just you kind of
1: resting, getting food, resting. food, yep. being in, yep. chilling. And I, I highly would recommend uh, for those that if you have the opportunity to do that, is taking that week off after not trying to jump right back in things because something after my previous ones was like, okay, cool, I'm good, I can get back up. Like where Mara was like, okay, well, I'll just get back up and already started getting back in the flow of doing things from like, you know, making my own food and other things like that. Like as if you didn't just have a baby and it's so much that we don't think about, you know, hormone balance changes, mental, spiritual changes. Like you've gone through a massive shift from the person you were before to where you are now. And so having that time to, Knock, 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 knock. This is what happens when we're recording and multiple children start coming down. Here we go. And, but basically, you have this new world that you are part of now, and that you're not the same as before. I'm, I'm not the same person I was when I had my first child. I'm not the same person I was when I had Amar. I'm, I'm different. There are things about me that are different, you know, inside and out. And to give myself a chance to allow the body to recover, I think was one of the best gifts I could make and decide to do. And especially as women nowadays when we're bombarded by so many different things to be able to say you know what I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to put myself first because by me taking care of myself I can be better available right uh, able to respond in different situations because I'm valuing this whole ability to create and life and it goes so much into it And I think we don't touch on it a lot. And some people don't know how to express the things that they go through because a lot of women, you know, have post-traumatic, um, sorry, have, um, postpartum, you know, depression after it, because it's so much. And you look at the child and it's like, man, this is so much pressure. This is so much to have to deal with. And uh, I would say, I even had moments of time. It was like, man, this is great, but it is so much work. There's so much to be done. And really it's tell those around you that you need a break, that you need rest. You, you have, like now I'm breastfeeding Zoe and I talk and work and feed him. And sometimes I'll compare myself to others like, oh, you got that done. But it's like, I'm feeding and providing life still to my son. Right. And that the energy that I give to him and to my children, that above all of the other tasks is our is my number one responsibility. That's that's my job. That's the work that I'm doing. And to put value back on life. And I'll just say this and then we can go is people will say, man, the most important thing, you know, is bringing life in, bringing life into the world and taking care of it. But a lot of times, some of the things that we do don't align, they they contradict what we say.
0: The actions don't match.
1: And so it's, that's something that I'm dedicated to putting that back in perspective and just saying, you know what, the life, their life, just like ours was important, is very valuable. And we have to be accountable for how we treat that life. And just all of that energy that we have when they were born, that it hasn't changed when they get older. They're still that same child in that same life. And so how can we continue to support and uplift that life to continue to be the best that it possibly can, even if we may not have had that type of upbringing or that type of experience ourselves?
0: Yeah. Um, So I think that's very, very fitting to kind of wrap up big picture-wise about giving birth. As we talk about the three... Uh, birth stories, this is being the third. This is the the last one <laughs> for yeah. reasons in other podcasts you may have known. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that was a great summation of the whole experience of really being a mother. And um, one of your duties as a mother is delivering a baby. Yeah. Just one of them, right? So yeah. that's what we were talking about, your delivery story. Um. Thank you for sharing, Nakia. Yeah. It's been great. I'm glad, you know, we tried to remember as best we could. Yes. Oh my
1: goodness. There's <laughs> so much. I was like, oh yeah, we got this. Like, it's like, oh my goodness. There's so much that, you know, after that, because, and I think it's because we had two other children too. Mm-hmm. So focus shift, it was still prioritizing. They've got class, they've got ballet and tap, they've got school, they've got all of these other things that. Still, fight for your time. Yeah, right. And so it's clearing, working to clear some of those things off, so you can again be present in those moments for those memories that we're creating along the way.
0: Yep, yep. When he's born, he's born into a party. He's the third one. Things are already going. The family's already running. So, uh, it's great, Nakia. Thank you. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, so you can. Look at our website, we'reoutnumbered.com. Email us, we'reoutnumbered2020 at gmail.com. And um, hope to hear from you. Thanks for the feedback. And we'll talk to you next time.
1: Peace.